Hello and welcome. This is Story You Talk Radio, and I am your host, Coach Debbie. And I am just delighted that you have reserved this hour to spend with me so we can talk about your books, your blogs, your TED Talks, your speeches. We got Valentine's Day coming up, so maybe your love letters. Or however it is that you choose to express yourself out there in the world. On Story You Talk Radio, we're, we're really focusing on these stories we live by and the ones that we are writing. I am a longtime teacher of literature. I've helped over 12,000 people at this point compose their books or their blogs or their essays or their poems or their short stories. And Eric and I get together every Thursday at four o'clock and we produce this live show for you. And I love, love, love to take your calls or to get your emails because I do offer free coaching right here on the show. And don't worry about calling in or feeling a little timid or that everyone on the planet is going to know who you are. I mean, there are so many Marys and Johns and Jims and Scots out there in the world. There's so many. So you can tell us your first name and just let me know what's on your mind. And we'll go from there and I'll figure out what I can do to help you continue along with your book or your blog or your brand or whatever it is you've got going on. Eric stands by and he has the phone lines open for you. Hey, Eric, how are you doing over there today? Hey, good afternoon, Debbie, and to all our listeners out there. Yes, I'm doing great. I uh, hope you're doing well on this uh, semi-snowy pre-Valentine's <laughs> Day Thursday. <laughs> I am. I am. It's kind of chilly in the air, but we're we're trying to get all warmed up for the weekend, that's for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Will you share with us the telephone numbers for people? You know it. If you'd like to call in today, we'd love to hear from you at 425 425- Three seven three five five two seven again four two five three seven three five five two seven or toll free eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine that's eight 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 two nine eight KKNW. Ah, oh, thank you so much, Eric. I'm also going to be checking my Facebook page and see if questions are coming in. I did promise today when I was in my my Facebook group, it's just a private little group where we talk about writing. It's called Get Writing. If you would like an invitation to that, you can just send me a note on Facebook or you could write to my email address, which is AskCoachDebbie. And Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. It's AskCoachDebbie at gmail.com. And what I do in my Facebook group called Get Writing is I just keep it open for people, like I said, that are expressing their, themselves with 
writing their essays or their articles, their books, their blogs, their brands, anything at all. And they're, they're wanting help with it. They're wanting some support along the way. I tell people about my programs there. I tell people about this radio show. It's a pretty informal place, and I like it. I enjoy it very much because I can offer a lot of free content, and I can get to know you, and you can get to know me. And if there's a way I can serve you better, then we're already in each other's world, and you can just reach out to me. So today at that group, the Get Writing group, I offered a 30-minute pre-show where I just spoke about our topic for today, which is fearless writing, fearless writing. And I just wanted to get the juices flowing and see if anybody was on board for this. And turns out we got quite a few people that were saying they related very much to the idea of fearful writing, and they wanted to know more about the fearless writing. So we've got some questions we're going to take today, and I just want to thank Nancy and Francesca and Robert especially for writing in and being just so candid about the things that scare you when you write. I think Rob A. also contributed to that conversation. So thank you so much for being there. Neela, Neela also was contributing to that conversation. So I'm going to share more about that with you as we go along. We, like I said, we're taking calls on the local line at 425-373. 5527, and we're taking calls on the toll free line, which is 1 888 298 5569. I want to tell you that when I was thinking about today's, um, today's show, and I wrote down fearless writing, part of the reason I wrote that down is because I'm taking a class right now called Fearless Living. It's taught by Michael Neal. You've heard me share tidbits and quotes from Michael Neal before because I've been taking classes from him on and off for probably about seven years now. I find him to be an amazing coach that helps people understand how to be what he calls the super coach he runs the Super Coach Academy, but he he also helps us have a much better relationship with how we think. And when that was first introduced to me, I remember he said it is it is an option to have a dysfunctional relationship with your thoughts, but you can always upgrade and have a better relationship with your thoughts. And I thought, a relationship with my thoughts? Wow. I loved this idea. Like I said, this was probably in about 2013, 2014, something like that. And just recently, he offered a class called Fearless Living, which I am taking right now. 
And I just keep seeing parallels to what I teach in fearless writing. And I, I don't really call it fearless writing, but that's sort of what the topic is. So I'm adopting his title and probably some of the ideas were inspired by what he shares in class. And a lot of it's just from, from the fact that I've been writing since I was a real young person. And I've been teaching writers since I was 30 years old. In fact, I started tutoring writers when I was 25. And there's, there's this notion that fear is part of writing. But I heard Michael say in class today that fear lives only in one place, and that's in our thoughts. The only place fear lives is in our thoughts. So if you kind of think of fear as, um, oh, why don't we just think of fear as like the oxygen in the room, the room that fear lives in is our thoughts. And where's our thoughts? Our thoughts are in our mind. Now, my thinking before that was that fear lives in the act of writing. And anytime I sit down to write, I'll probably become afraid because I'm trying to do something that I want to do well. And anytime I want to do something well, well, that thing that I'm working on inspires this adrenaline to flow through me, and I usually call that fear. Well, he has this twist that it doesn't start with your writing. It starts with your thinking. Now, while I believe that, I've had the opportunity over the years to really deconstruct that and hang out with that and have what he calls a relationship with my thoughts, my thoughts about writing. And that has helped me to understand when I am fearful and writing and when I'm fearless and writing. And honestly, while I do talk about this in my courses, I don't think I talk about it nearly enough. And I say that because just about anything a writer can do or a public speaker can do or what's another way people express themselves? Painting, sculpting, pottery, filming. There's so many ways to be expressive. In just about any way that we choose to express, we're going to have moments, likely many, many moments, where we're experiencing some level of fear. But what I have found over the years is that fear is kind of tricky. It masquerades so for a long time, I didn't understand that when I felt angry about my writing, underneath that was fear. And if I felt disappointed about my writing, underneath that was fear. And if I felt put off by my writing, 
Underneath that was fear. If I felt agitated, there was fear. There was always fear under my writing unless I was feeling free and creative and fresh and joyous and loving. What I found, and it didn't matter what I called it, angry, agitated, disconnected, bored, didn't really matter what I called it. If I went looking just a little bit deeper, I found I was afraid. And I thought, oh, it's because writing is scary. But actually, if we really, really want to be specific here, I'm starting to think it's more that when I write, I come up with thinking that scares me. Or when I put off writing, I come up with thinking that scares me. And you know that this probably works in areas of your life too that aren't around writing. For example, money and finance. Ever get scared there? Uh, the, the love holiday of the year is coming up, Valentine's Day. Actually, Valentine's Day is my KKNW anniversary. I started on Valentine's Day. I just remembered that. So, since we're not going to be here on Valentine's Day, I guess this is my two-year anniversary show. What do you know? <laughs> that just came to my mind. So, we've been doing this here for two years. And seven years before KKNW, I did a radio show called Life Mastery Radio, and I started that on Valentine's Day in 2012. So this is my ninth year of radio. And let me tell you, I used to think there were things about doing radio that were very, 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 very scary. But over time, what I've come to understand is it's just how I think about it that scares me. It's not, it's not radio on its own. It's my relationship to what I'm thinking about. So that's what we're going to dive into today. Again, if you want to call in and get coaching, the number is 425-373-5527. And you can also write to me in Facebook Messenger or in, uh, what do I call that thing? Email. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Every now and then that freezes up on me, my little mind. And my email address is askcoachdebbie, askcoachdebbie, D-E-B-B-Y, at gmail.com. little sip of water there. So we're going to head off to our very first break here and let you have a moment to construct your question and think about what you want to talk about. But I'm just going to I'm just going to leave you with this thought before we go away. And that is that while many of our thoughts scare us and there are many stages in which we have lighter scary thoughts and deep scary thoughts. Really, 
if we want to get to the bottom of it all, I say we look for our patterns. Okay? Let me just leave that thought with you before we head off to our break. But never fear. We're going to come right back. And if you would like, give a call and we will take your questions. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Lisa Downs, host of Reigniting You, the show that takes a positive, forward-looking approach to mid-to-late career transitions for Gen Xers and Boomers every Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock Pacific. Whether you're looking to stay in the traditional workforce, do your own thing, or retire or semi-retire, Reigniting You is your source for career transition advice, inspiration, and insight for what's next in your career and life. Join me Wednesdays at 3 o'clock to get re-energized, recharged, and reignited. Hello, I'm Eldon Taylor. Are you interested in leading-edge, provocative news? Are you fascinated by subjects like free will, mind control, psi discoveries, brainwashing, human behavior, controlled media, and so forth? If you are, you won't want to miss a single episode of Provocative Enlightenment. Be sure to join my partner Ravindra and I for an hour of captivating inquiry with today's leading experts. Every Monday at 12 noon, right here on KKNW. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about fearless writing and the only way to understand fearless writing is to really stop and take a moment to look at our fears around writing I put this out to my Facebook community and here's some of the replies I got back uh, Mr. Anonymous says my, my most fearful thought is trying to get f- through the first paragraph It always feels so scary. Can you relate to that? Yes, absolutely. Beginning anything can be scary. Nancy says, for me, the scary part is taking all the pieces and creating a big body of work that really flows nicely. I understand that as well. Rob A. says, one of my fears is that people will read it And it will not be well received. And that is a really, really common fear. It's not a simple fear, but it's common. Most of us are very afraid that if we are real honest, real thoughtful in our writing, there will be someone out there to to criticize us. And Rob received in the Facebook group a lot of commentary from people that related to this. Nila said, my fear is in choosing the perfect words to describe the feeling I want to convey. Italians communicate artfully when they wave their hands. And Nila, being an Italian, knows that there is this sense of gesturing that is such a great way of communicating, but what happens when we're left to our words? Great, great comment. Francesca offered, 
I'm afraid that I'm going to be so honest it will inevitably hurt the people I love. So again, she's aligning with Rob A. And then finally we have Robert who says, my fear is that it will be that it won't be authentic without being off-putting. I have a fear of inviting others to create with me, but I don't want to draw in any anxiety. I want my writing to be joyful and loving without denying the struggles we each live with. Sorry, I, I bumbled a couple of the words there, Robert. I really like this last part. Um, the joyfulness and the loving writing that you want to share, but you don't want to be denying the struggles that we live with. And I understand, I understand this juxtaposition. Will my writing be authentic without being off-putting? Will my writing be inviting without creating anxiety, you know, for me or for the author, for the reader? These, these questions, there's fear for us, but then there's also fear for the reader. And what we get caught in, if you ask me, is we have so many defensive mechanisms of feeling angry, feeling like it's not worth it, that we just drop the whole thing. I see it a lot, and it makes me really sad. What I want to share with you is that fear comes up because when we write, we're thinking about our writing and we're caring for our writing and we want it to be good. So our thoughts are going to create happy thoughts and they're going to create fear thoughts. The question is, what sort of patterns do we get into with our fear thoughts? Anytime someone starts out with a writing project, they have these really, really common things that go on for them. Like they say, you know, I'm not sure that I'm going to have enough to say in this piece of writing. And they recognize that that's, that's a little fear thought. Often people say, I, I don't think I have enough time to write or that I have enough money to carry me through all the way to publishing, and I'm afraid I don't have enough knowledge or background. Those, those five right there, people recognize in the early, early stages of writing a new brand, writing a blog, writing a book, writing a TED Talk, they understand right away that's a fear thought. And most of them, I find, are willing to work with that fear thought, which is wonderful. But then this happens. You get going along, and the next thing you know, another fear thought comes along, but you don't recognize it as a fear thought. So it, it, it's important to realize when you're writing a book, blog, brand, speech, anything, 
you're going to go through stages. It's sort of like uh, it's sort of like being at the bottom of a building. Let's say you're at the bottom of a four-story building and the elevator's not working. So you have to take four flights up to get to the fourth floor. And let, let's say you're like me and you haven't stayed in amazing shape during these live inside times. <laughs> so you might, you might say, okay, four flights of stairs in front of me. Here we go. And you go up the first flight of stairs and you realize while you did it, you were, you were sort of getting your heart rate up just a teeny bit. But you made it. You made it to that landing point. And now you're looking at the second flight of stairs. So you take that on and you make it to the landing point. You're a little more heavy in your breath and your heart's going a little faster. And you might stop there and think, wow, now, now notice it's the thinking that takes over. You might think, wow, I'm only halfway and I'm winded. And my heart's beating fast. I, I don't know if I have what it takes to get to the fourth floor. And you might be tempted to turn around and go back to floor one and take care of your errand on the fourth floor when the elevator's repaired. I mean, hey, it's very tempting, isn't it? Writers do this all the time. They'll be standing there on the first floor and they're realizing I'm going to have to scale all the way up to the top floor here. I don't have an elevator that's going to magically lift me there. And so they, they accept the fear right away that it's on them. They're going to have to find the time. They're going to have to do the research. They're going to have to be committed to their writing. But what they don't realize is long before they get to the fourth floor, there's going to be moments where they feel winded, where they feel tired, where they notice that their heart is beating fast. And it might be that they feel angry about this or frustrated about this or exhausted over this. And they don't quite examine that Really, they're just afraid that they won't make it to the top. It's not that they won't make it to the top. It's that they're afraid they won't make it to the top. There's a huge difference there. Huge. And if you take nothing away from today, I hope you hear that. There is a huge difference between being afraid you won't make it to the top and actually not able to make it to the top. Because if you're afraid you won't make it to the top, it's just you thinking. It's just you taking inventory that I'm breathing hard, and so I'm afraid that means things aren't working out. But if we ride that fear and let it become even more fearful, we're going to breathe even harder. And we're going to get ourselves in a bit of a spin cycle. What I'm learning is that if we can stop. So for me, when I'm usually halfway up a staircase 
and I stop and I let myself just be there and catch my breath and not be in a hurry to get to the top, I find I'm not afraid as I go on. But all I have to do is get in a hurry. All I have to do is think that I won't make it. All I have to do is put pressure on myself that someone's waiting for me. And I don't wait. I don't take stock of the fact that I need to catch my breath. And I plow through. And that's that's not noticing that fear is here and it's getting amped up and it's just about to send you overboard. Now, this is one of the great reasons why people work with writing coaches. Coming back to writing here, let me get a sip of water. Is because we coaches, we've been writing for usually a longer time than the people that want to work with us. Not always, but often. I'm 55 years old. I can't even believe that, but I am. I'm 55 years old, and I started journal writing when I was 10. And I've never, I don't think ever, ever gone more than a few weeks at a time and not written anything. Now, that doesn't mean that I've been writing for the New York Times the whole time. Not at all. But I I have never taken a long, long, long break from writing something down, something for me at the very minimum. I've always stayed connected to that. Kind of like a friend of mine that has been a runner for her entire adult life. She says to me that when she takes about four, five, six days off, she hardly knows who she is because she relates to herself as a runner. She relates to her body because of what running does for her. And I understand that because I write. So the people that come to me are counting on me to walk them through all the stages of fear. If you haven't been writing for a long time, it might seem like just biting off a big um, project, like writing a blog. You know, if you want to write a blog for a year and you do it every week, that's 52 blog posts. You need a fair amount of content to do that. And if you're going to come back to it and do it the second year, you're going to be up to 104 blog posts. I probably, I've probably produced about a hundred radio shows with KKNW at this point. You have to have a certain amount of stamina to keep coming back and doing it. And as you get into it, as you go through it, you're going to find new fear thoughts that come up. In the beginning, The fear thought might have been, I don't know if I'm going to have enough time. But as you get to that, let's go back to the building metaphor. If If you're climbing four floors, you might get on the second floor and be on your way to the third floor and say, wow, I don't know what I'm going to do now because all of a sudden I'm on page 50 
And I think I've only got a few pages left in me. And I thought this was going to be a 250-page book. Now what do I do? Notice, now what do I do starts the adrenaline, starts the fear, starts the panic. It's the thoughts we ask ourselves. It's those questions we pose to ourselves that amp up the energy of fear. Now, what some people do when they don't have anyone to go to is they use that as energy or as fuel. They use their fear like it's petrol and they use it to move them along. Okay, okay, okay. So I've written 50 pages and I think I've only got three left in me. Okay, what I got to do tonight, what I got to do is... They get this all this adrenaline going in them. What I got to do is write down these ideas. Got to write down a whole bunch of ideas. Then I got to come up with some sub ideas. Then I'm going to interview people. I've got to stretch this out because I got 200 pages to go here. What am I going to do? And they're not really connecting with their creative energy at this point. They're out there, way out there on the limb. And they're using that adrenaline, that spun-up energy to keep them going. And any of us that have had breakdowns with our health know that it came from a recipe just like this. Usually our health breaks down because we weren't willing to stop We weren't willing to pay attention to the fear. We used it as energy. And fear is a sore, sore resource when it comes to energy. But what is a great resource is that creative space that happens when we stop and we breathe and we pay attention And we let the adrenaline fade and we just come back to being connected to who we are and what we want to say. My Mr. Anonymous who said that it's the first paragraph that always scares him, well, he lives up to that. He and I have worked together plenty and he is not a bad person in any way for being scared by the first paragraph. But what I've noticed is that he is able to produce three-page essays. He's able to produce 10-page essays. And most recently, he produced a 33-page ebook, which is an electronic book that you can buy from his website. But his pattern is that it's scary. It's scary to get started. That's where his adrenaline gets going. So to be fearless with his writing, he has to adopt the practice that in that early stage, as he feels all that adrenaline, he's going to be willing to rest and let himself catch his breath instead of pushing and forcing those words onto the page. Come back and see what wants to be on the page. 
what's going to come out naturally. It might sound like a foreign concept, but I find that when I work with my students and clients, we get into a pattern of relaxing into the first paragraph. Because if in that very beginning, you think you're going to, let's go to a running metaphor here, you think you're going to run a, a marathon and you come out of the gate sprinting, I promise you, you're not going to make it 26 miles. It just won't happen. You have to find a pace that works for you. And that takes experience. And sometimes it takes good guidance. We have more to talk about when we come back from our second break. We're going to take that right now. But stay tuned and we will be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Flace with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. The nicotine in e-cigarettes is addictive and can harm brain development. That's why I worry about teens who try e-cigarettes. Many young people use pod-based e-cigarettes like Juul, which have high levels of nicotine. And because teens' brains are still developing, they can quickly become addicted. The tobacco industry uses fruit and candy flavors to attract young people, often turning them into lifelong users. For more, visit HealthyChildren.org. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. Today we are talking about the fears that come up and we're really looking at how fears are broken into stages when we commit to taking on some sort of writing or expressive project. It really doesn't matter if it's a book, a blog, a brand, a TED Talk, a blog, it could even be your upcoming Valentine Day love letter. Are you writing one of those? If you want some help, you can get in touch with me. I'd be happy to help you with that. They're a beautiful thing to engage in. What I find is that anytime I am afraid and I get over a fear, I expect it to be gone. And what, what I've noticed over the years is that that, <laughs> that doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve me to think, you know, I'm a little nervous about this blog post I'm going to write. <sighs> so I've just got to take in a deep breath and, and suck it up and go for it. <laughs> that doesn't serve me. Just thinking about our upcoming theme here, if you're listening to the live show or, or the replay real close to the live show, you know Valentine's Day is coming up. And I'm watching, a, I'm watching a TV show right now. It's so sweet. 
and there's a there's a little segment in it right now where the woman after a long period of time of of not being in a relationship she has decided that she's going to try dating again and i i'm bringing this up to use as an example here of how how we you know we can be afraid of things for a while so we don't write or we don't date and that's natural everyone understands we get afraid why not go sit it out for a while have yourself a break but at some point you realize you know but i want love in my life or for my clients they'll say i really want to write this book though i don't want to sit on the sidelines my whole life so in this in this show i'm watching she has said to herself and to her mother and to her friends i am dating now and so i watch an episode or two more and not only is she dating but she's picked out someone that she really likes and you know how in just an episode or two they can condense about you know eight or ten weeks they're real good at doing that so somewhere after about two months maybe more of dating she's over that first hurdle of falling in love it's happened she's fallen she's happy she likes him she thinks she's chosen someone wonderful he has great qualities she introduces him to the mother she introduces him to the best friend she's just about to introduce him to her grown daughter and what happens the same thing that happens to many of my writers she's now facing her next stage of fear because it's all of a sudden occurring to her that she's no longer just dating she's considering how he fits into her life or not so doubts are coming in what if her grown daughter doesn't like him as she says at one point in the show i can let him go but i can never let my daughter go and she puts more pressure on herself and says they have to get along now what i noticed right away and what i started to think about was uh, i do similar things like that with my writing and i listen to my students and clients do similar things too you get into a project you get over that first big hurdle of okay i'm going to write a book i'm going to do it i'm going to do it you find your creative flow in it you feel so in love with it week 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 it's just unfolding you're getting your groove on things are going well and all of a sudden you are up against the next stage the next hurdle and you're asking yourself questions that scare the life out of you but the truth is the scary stuff isn't here it's just the thoughts it's just the thinking it's just 
the questioning you're putting yourself through. So in the TV show, she started to ask herself, what am I going to do if he and my daughter do not get along? So she introduces him and the daughter and they get along famously. And then you know what she says? (laughs) She goes to her best friend and says, oh, no, they adore each other. What if they end up loving each other more than each of them love me? (laughs) So what is so funny about this is that we think the fear is in something like writing a book or like dating. But so much of it has to do with all the pressure and all the thinking and all the twisting and all the spinning we do to a situation. First, she was scared that she wouldn't be able to fall in love and that she wouldn't know how to date. Then she fell in love and she found she could date. She chose a good one. And then she was scared that her daughter wouldn't like him. And then when her daughter adored him, she was afraid that her daughter would adore him more than the daughter would adore her. All of that was taking place in her mind. And let me tell you, I do the exact same thing with my writing and I pull myself through it or I call my best coach and we go through it. And I do the same thing with my students and my clients because there are these stages where we just can't quite go through it all by ourselves. Our thinking gets big. It gets fearful and we get far from the creativity. And the creativity is what allows us to be fearless. The creativity is where we stop and we breathe and we enjoy and we're engaged with our ideas. The creativity is where we know that we have something to offer. It's where we're in that place of real awareness that people are hungry for our take and our spin on this topic. It's where we can see and imagine the future of that book, blog, brand, TED Talk, anything that we're producing. We understand in the creative flow of things that we're doing exactly what we belong doing. But it's when we throw questions at it, we throw doubt on top of it, we allow ourselves to get discouraged, we ask so many questions. Don't think I don't do this because I do. Don't think that just because I have been writing for 45 years that I don't find myself afraid, because I do. I've really come to understand that if I didn't, I don't know that I'd be a human anymore. But I am able to deal with fear in a matter of minutes. And if I can't, I call for help. I no longer accept the idea that if I feel afraid, I've made a terrible decision and I need to shut this project off. 
I no longer feel like if I'm afraid, it means the universe is trying to tell me this is stupid and go home and do something else. I I no longer accept that fearful thinking is truthful thinking. I believe in the fearless. I believe in the fearlessness of writing. And I know when that happens, it happens after the fear. Fear happens in these stages. In any project you do, it comes up in stages. But if the moment you start to recognize you're afraid, you can catch yourself and be with it. Because what I understand is that fear is this adrenaline rush and it will rush harder and faster if we add questions and doubt and complexity to it, but it will also dissipate if we just hang out for a bit. It's just like climbing those stairs. If you have to go full force ahead, four flights of stairs, My dear one, you might make it to the top, but you are going to be winded and your heart is going to be beating out of your chest when you get to that top floor. But you just might have a different experience if at each landing between floor one and two and between floor two and three, etc., you stop and take a breath and you go at a pace that suits you. And you don't try to rush it all. And you don't try to make it all happen in records time. If you can do that, you're erring on the side of fearlessness and more creativity and more ease. Less anger, less frustration, less exhaustion. And that's exactly where you want to be when you're creating something. I see we have a little note on Facebook from Stephen who says, I am really glad to catch the end of your topic here. This has been very helpful to me because in anything I write, and I am a seasoned writer as well, I start by being afraid and I work my way out of it. It's this slow journey and I expect to experience it every time that That is exactly what I'm speaking about, Stephen. That expectation, that fear will be coming along. But it it doesn't have to be so monumental. In fact, you can return to a place of fearlessness, fearless writing. When you stop and you breathe and you go with the flow that you know right below this fear is your great creative idea. Coming back to that radio show, I was actually, it's not a radio show, it's a TV show I'm watching. The woman I was telling you about moved through all this fear of dating. And finally, what she decided was that it was too much for her. And she said goodbye to the man after about 10 weeks. And I don't I don't think it was the daughter thing that really brought her to her knees. I think it all came back to that original thing, which was 
Can I manage having someone in my life? And that was so sad to me, so sad, because she had already fallen in love. And this is what I see with people with their books. They fall in love with the notion of writing. And I'm not going to let them give that up. No way. They're going to create a book because they want all the good stuff, all the good stuff that comes from doing the writing, from having the relationship with their creativity, from creating a full volume piece of work. They want all the benefit. They want all the benefit for themselves and that they are offering to everyone that will read it and participate with it. And what was sad to me by our dear TV star was that she wanted the full benefit of falling in love, but she could only stick with it for a matter of 10 weeks before the fears took over. And that's what our mind will do for us if we don't lean into higher guidance. Because the higher guidance of breathing and realizing it's just adrenaline, it'll bring us back to our creative spirit. If you don't have someone helping you through it, I'd love to talk to you. I might be the one to help you with it, or I might know someone that can be your guide. I would love to hear what you are writing about. You can always contact me through my website, which is Coach Debbie. That's D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. And I am always here on KKNW Thursdays, 4 o'clock Pacific Time. Until next time, my friends, namaste.